0: This week on the reverse stick, it's bonus time! Uh, How much have we made out of this project?
1: You get 10%. 10 on top of nothing. Yep, brilliant. brilliant!
0: Greetings and welcome to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. My
1: name's John Lee.
0: Sitting opposite me is Matt Allen. How are you, mate? I'm good,
1: mate. And how are you in this oh, uh, oh. most auspicious of weeks? It is, of course, a birthday week for uh, you this week. Did you have a good day?
0: I'm in recovery mode, as we speak. Right. Um, yeah. Big night last night. So, I all a little right. a bit of a cele- private celebration. So-
1: it sounds very sad. Were well, you sitting in here on your I own? I drink
0: alone, <laughs> With nobody else.
1: Well, you were working, weren't you, midweek, so you didn't get a chance oh, yeah, to celebrate yeah. on the night. Did you win your game of hockey? But your birthday game of hockey. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I lost count at forty. Did you? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very. We pretty. put
1: forty-two past them the week before. Did you? Yeah, yeah
0: it wasn't pretty at all. Um, yes. So. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, but you had a good birthday, mate. So a lot of love I out did. there on the socials. Yeah, there was. And Thank the you Russian very picture much. went up there. I yeah. thought. You know, if FIH aren't going to put it out and tweet it out there and Hockey India aren't going to do it and Drag Flick aren't going to do it, then we sure should.
0: Yeah, well, thank you very much. Um, but I would like to thank the FIH, though. Uh, I get my yearly bottle of scotch off the FIH for um, you know, all the disinformation I disseminate on this program. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. A little thank you from the FIH. Yeah. And so uh got a with it last night. If anybody saw my tweeting across last evening, you'll notice there's a steady decline in the quality of the tweets. I get a round of
1: cheese. A round of cheese?
0: Yeah, yeah. From the FIH. FIH,
1: every third year, a cuckoo clock. Oh,
0: really? Yeah.
1: That's sweet. It is sweet.
0: News. What's going on on the playing pitch around the globe? Uh, There's been some test matches happening in South Africa. Matt?
1: Yeah, and you've been able to catch uh, all of that action on the Facebook page of Shoot SA. Check that out. Is that the final game? Is it four, four games in the series? There's lots more coming cool. up in South Africa. The Germans are over there soon as well.
0: Yeah, South Africa played the USA and the men's in Durban from the 3rd to the 12th of February. And South Africa, pretty convincing across the series, a 4-2 victory in game one. A bit closer game two, two goals to one. A bit of a shootout, six goals to three. Once again, South Africa coming out on top and in the last game. Really got hold of them, 5-1, the result there to South Africa. Uh, also going on in South Africa, if the computer will catch up to my fast-moving hands.
1: If you want more on South African hockey, of course, don't forget to check out Tyron and Derek's podcast, Hockey 24-7. Episode 26 was out well, last week or so uh, with uh, young gun Nick Spooner.
0: Uh, we covered the South African women playing Germany last week, didn't we? We did. Three outdoor games there. The previous USA South Africa games were men's outdoor. Uh, senior women's hockey in Santiago. Yeah, we covered that. We covered that. Yeah, just, so, pro, just pro League we're on to, I pro think. Pro League. Let's have a look at the women first up. Because uh, actually, Pro League's been on today. Just before Matt got here, I was watching the, uh, the games in New Zealand featuring the, the Black Sticks versus... Spain and the men. Spain in the men yeah. and it was the USA in the women's mm-hmm. and the women getting up, I think it was 3-1 there, the black sticks, but the men unfortunately couldn't keep the Spaniards out. They won that game uh, 4-1 in the end. The um, U-
1: US have got a goal difference of minus 20 from four games played there so far. Not, not looking great, is it? Good.
0: Um, yeah, now obviously games aren't going on in China for obvious reasons, um, what can you really do about that? Well, it's totally outside of the FIH's control. Um, yeah, I think they're still scratching their heads trying to figure out exactly what that's going to mean for the competition.
1: Oh, I think there's there's a new, um, a new program coming out from the FIH in the next couple of weeks on hand washing. And they're hoping to get all the world washing their hands, particularly before they pick up a hockey stick, which, oh, would, which would be great, okay. you know.
0: Uh, were they launching it on the border of North and South Korea? Just like, yeah, that's right. Saving in the world. The DMZ there.
1: Saving the world one project at a time.
0: Brilliant. Um what other games have we had going on? Well last weekend uh it was Great Britain who were in New Zealand and on the women's side of things, game one was a three nil victory to the Great British girls. Ladies ladies Amen. <laughs> uh in the second game things were much tighter there. It was a two all draw and uh, it was finally Great Britain Getting the cookies, uh, five goals to four in a shootout, Matt. That would have been an exciting, exciting. shootout. Uh, Argentina played the USA, uh, and as you'd expect, Argentina comfortably winning there in game one and two. Six two, the first game scoreline, and six one. At least they're consistent there up front. The Argentinian girls, ladies, uh, six goals to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a big. It was a lonely night last night. What time did uh, you get to bed? Yeah, well, that's indeterminate.
1: Oh, dear.
0: Uh, there, there might have been a glistening of sunlight on the eastern did you, horizon. Did you have
1: a little sleep with your head on the desk here at no, well, at no, no, no,
0: no, I, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't have slept in this room because the music was up too loud. <laughs> it's great. Do you know how wonderful loud rock music is at 3 o'clock in the morning when you stand out in the front of your house?
1: Bloody brilliant, mate. <laughs> the neighbours loved it. Oh, that was spot on.
0: Australia, that was the week before Australia playing Great Britain. Uh, so we've uh, covered the ladies' fixtures there for the last week. Uh, now let's have a look at what's happening in the men when the machine catches up. As we mentioned in the game earlier today, Spain winning 4 1 there over the New Zealand men. How many goals are the New Zealand men leaked? Like uh,
1: minus 12, they're on.
0: They're not looking good at the moment. They're looking very shaky. Oh, that's goal difference, yeah. Uh, I thought the highlight games of the weekend last weekend were India-Belgium, and it was a great 2-1 victory in India in the first game. I say great because they took their chances and,
1: um, and defended resolutely. Both keepers, when they were called upon, had yeah, superb games. Didn't
0: didn't let the fact that Belgium should have, should have put ten in um, diminish their enthusiasm to take out that victory. Belgium, I think, right, they're, back of, they're, they're on the back of they're on the on the back of of the long leg, you could call it. So they've been to Australia, New Zealand, now they're heading back through India. India's been at home for two weeks, waiting for them to turn up. So, um, and that was reflected somewhat in the second game, uh, Belgium getting up 3-2 over the Indians in that game. A lot of the Indian commentary was about a couple of lapses in defence, bad lapses in (laughs) defence. Can happen, can happen even in international hockey, folks. I've seen plenty of examples of it on a Saturday afternoon, but it can also happen on a... Well,
1: it's two weekends running. We've seen some freebies from the defence, haven't we? It yeah.
0: has. Um, New Zealand played Great Britain in the men's side of things last week as well. Game one. It was victory, Matt. It was? Well, I thought it was when I read the... Um,
1: Oh, the news the, the, released from the Black Sticks on yeah, social media.
0: Claiming yes. victory, and I thought, that's For, great.
1: First ever Pro League victory.
0: Yeah, I, oh, great. I've got to check the details of this game out. I hadn't been able to catch up with it. And uh, there it was presented to me. It was actually a one-all draw. Um, New Zealand claimed the bonus point in winning the shootout, three goals to one. Very disappointing to see that tweet claiming victory. Um,
1: we saw it elsewhere last week as well. well.
0: I think it's actually a portent for the rest of the men's season, right. and they're not going to win a game. Seriously, I, I think that's that's. Yeah, they're going to they're going to struggle on the bottom. Yeah, that it's that
1: be a tough tough year for the Kiwis.
0: And uh, game two, it was a, a clear victory to Great Britain. They basically outplayed New Zealand, three goals to nil, and that gets us uh, oh Argentina and Spain. Argentina and Spain. Game one was a bit of a cracker. 4-3 in favour of the the Spanish there over the Argentinian rivals. What derby do we call that?
1: Some feisty games there. It was entertaining.
0: What do I call it? Latino derby or something like that?
1: Derby. 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 Uh,
0: In the second of the derby games, it was Spain um, on the end of an Argentinian thrashing. Five goals to one after such an entertaining... Topsy-turvy, game one, to be comprehensively outplayed in oh, game yeah, two. They
1: were, yeah, the, the Argentinians were ruthless in that game. And, uh, yeah, that, it was, in fact, in that game, that last sort of five or ten minutes, there was a fair amount of petulance on the field from both sides, but it was fun to watch. Fun <laughs> to watch petulance.
0: <laughs> OK, so that wraps up the Pro League. What does that mean? Do we go through the tables? Uh, it's not worth it yet. There's not much happening. Oh, Belgium's on top. They've won four.
1: And, and, uh, and a winning, a winning
0: draw. draw. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, look, they're on top. They've got 14 points. India has eight. Netherlands seven. Oh, they'll be, they'll be very, seven.
1: very happy to go back to Europe with the whole... Yeah, the way... Yeah.
0: With what they've managed to achieve, it's been a great result for them. Uh, on the women's side of things, if we can just... Come on. In Netherlands at the top. Is it? Yeah, on okay.
1: 12 points. Australia on nine in second. New Zealand third on seven. But the Argentinians only two games played, so... Um, Plenty of opportunity for them yeah. to leap and jump up the pack a little bit and, there.
0: Until some of these teams have played more games, it's hard to read. Too well, Germ- Germany
1: still no games.
0: Yeah. Well, they're they're going to be heading to um, South Africa, aren't they, to play some games? Yeah. I believe.
1: New Zealand have played five, and now that'll be I think, the men. I think, or uh, was it the Upcoming
0: women? test matches. on O men. Germany versus South Africa there in Johannesburg from the 22nd to the 29th. Four matches there. Uh, the indoor Pan Am Cups coming up at Lancaster in the USA for. Uh, men and women senior men's and women's indoor uh, junior Asian women's cup is under twenty ones coming up at Kakamigahara in Japan, sixth to twelfth of April. I'm sure, I'm sure, Matt. There was a uh, there was a mention there of something happening in South Africa at the moment, but I can't seem to find it.
1: I think that's what's next is coming up. So yeah. we've got a little break from the games that have just oh, okay. uh, just been played.
0: So that's what's happening with uh, all that. Uh,
1: In Malaysia, Uni KL have tied up the Malaysian Hockey League title now. They're on set for the treble. A couple more games to be played there. Um, We've, of course, got the Euro Club indoors happening all over this weekend. Eighty games are being streamed across four different venues, would you believe? We've got the Euro Hockey Indoor Club trophy. uh, The Euro Hockey Indoor Club Challenge One. And the Euro Indoor Club Cup, so there's men's and women's competitions happening. Oh, geez, too many teams to to mention, John. There's. Uh, uh, What's your team... favourite
0: team there? Uh, have, you, have you got some really good names for teams that you could read out?
1: Uh, Oxvinitzva. I think Where do our, you think they are?
0: Our listeners, I think one of the highlights of for them listening to our program is hearing <laughs> us trying to pronounce some of these names.
1: Slagalsi. Like they? they? Really? So they're playing against sodoksari. Okay. Um, Stitcher are playing against Three Rock in the men's. So uh, all these games are available, ladies and gentlemen, on EurohockeyTV.org for free. Huh? Okay. How's that? Good. What a mammoth effort to put it all together. So well done to the European Hockey Federation for your efforts there. EurohockeyTV.org and catch all your Euro club indoor action this weekend. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey Podcast. It's uh, featured. Did we say featured interview? He's been on the show so many times before. It's Jade- always
0: a feature of the show when he's on.
1: Well, there you go. It's a feature. It's Jay from Hockey World News. Uh, Jay, welcome to the show.
2: <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm always delighted to be a feature of your show.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Now we're uh, we've got another one coming out next week. What number are we up to now?
2: It's uh, so not four. Um, it's actually the 15th edition, um, but it's number 14 because um, the hockey World Cup edition last year was a World Cup edition, not numbered. Yes, yeah, so it's actually number 14, which is the 15th edition, which confuses things.
1: So you've uh, you've been working for the FIH for how long?
2: <laughs> not working for FIH. <laughs>
1: Oh, I just thought I just thought there were some similarities to the logic there. So what have we got <laughs> yeah. what have we got coming up in edition fifteen slash fourteen, Jade? Uh
2: it's actually quite a good one. We've got um quite a lot quite a lot of actually talking around the FIH and the pro league and, and things going on there. Um we've got a good good article from Ashley Morrison about the, the World Cup going back to India again. Um and then, is it the right thing to constantly go back to the same place? Um, we've got an interview with Steph Kershaw talking about her injury, um, the rehab she's gone through and fighting to get back into the, the hockey room side, ready for the Olympics.
1: Yeah, and look, look, uh, she's looking
2: good as like, well. Talking, she is looking good, yeah. It was great to see her back on the pitch against, um, against GB. Obviously, she's got herself a goal on there as well. So she's looking strong. Um, just hope those knees hold out. So yeah. Got, Two bionic knees now, so she should be fine, um, and get get herself into Olympics where she belongs. Really, she's uh, she's a great player. And a good highlight of that cocky Roo side. Um, yeah, so it's great to see her back on the pitch. If all, um, if all for, else if all for
1: else fails, if all else fails for her, then she'll be she'll get a place in the uh, knee replacement versus hip replacement game
2: next year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Should definitely be uh, in some extra hockey, that's for sure. Should find a spot with. Um, what else we got? Yeah, there? it's great to great to hear back. Uh, we've got an interview with Graham Reid, uh, talking about in, the India, what's happening with India, um, and the pro league, and all well, his thoughts of the, the first pro league for India. Um, so that's quite an interesting article it's written by um, Harpreet Lamba. Uh-huh. So she's really dug in some depth there with uh, with Graham. Um, we've got a good article from a new contributor, a guy called John Lee. I don't know if you, you know this guy. Um, talking about the hockey revolution, what the FIH is doing, or in the middle, it's apparently in the middle of it at the moment, but we haven't really seen that much going on. Sorry for that. Um, he's literally based from a chap called John Lee. <laughs> John
1: Lee. I don't know Lee. if
2: you're aware of him. <laughs>
1: no, it's, a, it's a Pommy fella.
2: Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> Um not you.
2: Yeah, but that's uh <laughs> him? This one here. The, the young chap's out yeah, one young chap's out at you or next to you, ways... He must
1: he must have had a had a ghost writer. He can't string a sentence together.
2: <laughs> no, mate, did he, it. How He's did, done pretty well on this one. How did he deliver the slate to you? <laughs> 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 I had to carry a carrier pigeon and like, sat on a window still for a while. So what's this guy doing? <laughs> Oh, right. The hockey revolution. Well, uh, yeah, that sounds
0: done, interesting. Um,
2: yeah, have a read. Tell me what you think. Yeah, it's done, it's done pretty well there. Um, Thanks. So, yeah, it's, it's a good read. It's, it's something that um, you hear a lot in hockey cutouts and people talking about hockey and actually saying, like, what's going on. I think John has put it down on paper, put his thoughts down, and actually um, broken down the revolution to what the FIX said was going to happen, to so actually what is happening. Um, which is quite damning, really, when you, when you look at it and think, well, there's not actually much happening from what they said there was going to happen. Mm. So it's a good read. It's definitely one worth, uh, definitely worth a, a bit of time on that one and, and reading through as they all are. Um, but that's uh, yeah, I was quite, quite excited to get that one and read through it. was quite a good after Well, I'm looking Thanks forward to that, that. now. Uh, um, well, there's plenty more as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a it? good one. Definitely have a look. There is, really Definitely plenty more to come on there. Um, so I think it'll be a, a standing feature for a while. Mr. John Lee and into magazine. magazine. Um, that's all good. And then talking about people in there all the time, I see Keely Dunn, she's got her article, um, as always, the FH umpires, talking about the umpiring panel um, and the, the gender gap um, between obviously looking at the equally amazing uh, stance that the EHF and the FIH now adopted um, of the... Discrepancy between male and female umpires at the, the top level. That's so, so another good one, especially for what the FIH has done recently in New Zealand of having um, male and female on the same pitch at the same time, umpire, umpiring, the, uh, umpiring the games.
0: Should be a good read. Always is from Keeley.
2: Always is from Keeley. Yeah, let's break it down. And, that, and that's one thing that going to continue into the, uh, onto the next edition of the magazine as well. That's so, uh, a longer one, that article. Which is good. So that's, that's it in a nutshell, really, what's going on the, in the next edition. So I say it's out on um, Wednesday. Um, so everyone can get those um, on Patreon. So we're now on the Patreon website, same as you guys. Uh, so it's available to, to download through there.
0: Excellent.
1: So where, where do people find you on, I'll say Patreon, because that's what I call it. Um, where do they find you? <laughs> what, what, what address do they find, find your Patreon account, Jade? If
2: is Hockey World News. So, so it's going on to the Patreon account, patreon.com, and then Hockey World News, and then um, it'll come up. And then it will have, uh, once you've got on there, once you're a member, uh, and you sign up with us, uh, it's just $5. And then you can have, um, the full back catalog of every edition available to download on there. Great stuff.
1: Are you find just out of interest. are You finding that platforms working for you? I know you've tried a, tr- a few different things with Southly and you know different modes of people getting hold of it. You you you've launched it fairly
2: recently. It's working out for you. It is. Yeah, it's um, a bit slow initially, hoped, um, but it is picking up. It's constantly every time I go on there. We've got new new patrons on there. New people signing up, which is great. Um, so yeah, the platform is working well for us. The only yeah, the complaints I say we we get is that it is an American platform, so everything is in US dollars. Yeah. Um, so we like, oh, can we not paying in pounds pounds? No, it's in it's in US dollars. But actually, that makes it a little bit cheaper for people in the UK. There have been the ones that are complaining about it. Um, and the rest of the world just to to sign up as they as they please, and it is a good platform that's working well for us.
1: Now, what about you personally? Were you are you back on the field this weekend, or you start start back last weekend?
2: Uh, we started back last weekend um, with Blackheath, so I'm still the um, head of the ladies section at um, Blackheath Northants, which is going well. So the team got promoted last year, um, so we have got up into a new division this year, and we're currently sitting third in the league, uh, so fourth in the league, um, which is above expectations of, of where we would be. Um, we've got a game in hand, so if we win that game in hand then then that takes us into third, um just a point behind second. So the top team in the league, um, Holcomb, they they're pretty much six points away from winning the league, so they're no one's gonna catch them, but it's a good fight really between the uh second, third and fourth in the league to who takes that second place in the league to to, to get promoted. Um we're in good steeds, everything is in our own hands. If we win our game in hand then we've i say we've go point behind second still them to play. So it is, um, everything is in our own hands this season. So we're going well. Um, the game we had last week against Havering, that was a team that were a point above us, um, which we came back from 3-1 down at half time to win, um, win 4-3. Yeah, so it's it nice. a really good game. Um, yes, yeah, so it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was really good for the girls. So hopefully we can pay that form into, into the match later on today and, um, and keep our winning streak going.
1: Now, you're in the south of England there, Jay. There's been lots of stuff popping up online about the England hockey AGM yeah. resolution and, um, different associations maybe having to split and all sorts going on. Can you sort of roughly sort of take us over what's happening there at the moment and what the directive is from, from England hockey?
2: It is from England hockey, yes. They're looking to, to restructure the leagues to make it, um, make it more of a, not say a fairer leagues, but, um, make the leagues a little bit more even on there. Cause the South is by far the strongest region in the country. Um, and it has the most amount of teams in, in the, in the South region, most amount of hockey clubs. Um, so they're England looking at ways to restructure and, and make it a little bit easier for clubs to, have to move around and know where they're going. However, that hasn't quite gone to plan as it stands. So they, the, the new restructuring league is meant to take place um, or say, effect from the season after next. Um, and the AGM resolution is what's going to happen in a couple of weeks where people are then going to be voting if they want this change. But no one actually knows where they're going to be yet. Um, so England haven't come out and go, right, this is our restructuring league. This is which teams and which clubs are going to be in which area. Um, so if you look at the South region, for example, they're going to look to split that South region into three. Um, so it could result in your travelling time being up or it could be doubled. But those clubs don't know yet where they're going and what they're going to do. Um, yet they're expected to to vote on the change and just say, yeah, it's going to be a good thing, not actually knowing where they're going to be. So there is a lot of grumbles about that. Um, that, that associations that, are meant to be voting on things that they don't know what's going to happen.
1: Out of interest, splitting the south into three, you can't really call it south-west, south-east and south-north, can you? what do you know what they're they're thinking of? Not really. Spiritual? It's
2: going to be it, well. I think it is going to be south, east, west, and central. Yeah, that'll um, keep the
1: homies happy calling it south
0: central.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Hope. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. So that's that's the area that's going to be affected the most by by the change is the south region. Um, the other regions, so like the north and the west and that, they're not really going to be that affected. So. They're, they're, they're quite happy. They're like, yeah, it's, got, it's fine, but it's the South, which is going to be really affected. Um, and then taking on and looking at the wider area than the umpiring side of things as well, is then all going to come in-house into England hockey. So England hockey are going to control all the appointments um, and sending people around the country to their matches. Um, whereas at the moment you have a national association, looks after the National League, then you've got the regions below that doing all of their own regional appointments and then the counties below that then do all their own county appointments. Yeah. Um which obviously has a lot more local knowledge in that. So I so I know firsthand I do the umpire appointments for, for Essex. Um and I know there's certain umpires I can send to certain areas who live in certain areas who can't travel as far. But when that then go to England hockey and they control it, they're not going to know like the local knowledge and know yeah. where people can go. It's just going to be a name on a sheet and that's where they live right we're going to send them to X and that's what I've got to do. Um, so I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. And obviously then you're going to have all the county and regional associations will going to be disbanded because there's no need for them anymore. Or are they not going to be disbanded? England, again, haven't come out and said well, what's going to happen.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, that all happens in March. So a lot of people at the moment are up in the air and say, I, we don't know what's going to happen. So there is a lot of complaints and grumblings on social media. But until the AGM happens, no one actually knows what's going to happen or... or what they're going to do and what the future looks like
0: so would it be fair to say jade that people are being asked to um vote for an idea and not a plan
2: yes absolutely um it is an idea it's an idea that they've had for quite a while but yeah the plan's not written down on paper yet that people can see and say right this is exactly what's going to happen so that plan can change um as or our ideas, so can can change. As we see in the international hockey at the moment, is constantly things you, you're voting on, personal on ideas, and say, so, yeah, it's a good idea, um and then like, right, okay, let's go ahead and do it before you actually see things on paper and go, actually, is it going to work? Is it
1: some? Is it something that's needed, both the centralisation on the umpiring and the, the
2: the change in some of the league setups? In my opinion, no. Um I don't think. I don't think it's needed um the, the country in hockey runs well enough as it is at the moment um without needing to to bring it all centralized um i think bringing it centralized gives england hockey a much greater control on the sport um and the way things are done in in the country um because with the with the regions they are all run slightly different and the way people and the way the the committee of that region wants to run the the county or or all the region and so bringing it see into England hockey is going to um, add that continuity so it's all going to be the same but I don't think it is something that's needed no.
1: But So it, it, th- th- that's going to be a huge cost to bear for England hockey to facilitate making that happen. Are they currently paying out money to regions or regional associations to perform these tasks or is it all purely volunteer based?
2: All volunteer. Well, as far as I'm aware, it's all volunteer. Um, and the regions actually pay England hockey administration fees and things like that. So, yeah, it's not England paying money out. Um, I'm, I'll assume it'll all be volunteers to, to, to doing it and all or, or England hockey staff running these consultations and things. So, I, I don't, don't think they're going outsourcing anything.
1: Does England hockey receive any kind of annual levy from players in, in, in England?
2: Uh so the clubs have to pay. Um the clubs will pay uh association fees to England hockey, same as the regions and things like that. So that's how they get their money, yeah. uh, as well as um sport England grants and national Lottery grants and things like that. But um the players obviously play uh pay the club, um ranging anything from fees for I know, some clubs are only like hundred, hundred and ten pounds. Up to some clubs I know in the country uh, each player is paying Club fees of in excess of three hundred and fifty pounds just to be a member of the club for the year uh-huh. and then ten pound match fees on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so does,
1: they, does yeah, just, and obviously with
2: that money off that then goes to England hockey as well.
1: Yeah. So but do they do they have a good central database on the number of people that are playing? Can they get direct access to
2: to the hockey people? No. No, it would be, the way that would be, um, contacting the clubs. So they can direct, they can access the hockey playing people via the clubs. So England will have contact details for every single club in the country. They'll contact the clubs and if they want something they can push that further, it would be the clubs that would then push that out to their members. But England doesn't have access to all the members, uh, all hockey players' uh, details.
1: Watch this space and I apologise for giving them the idea.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there probably will be quite soon a centralized system. <laughs>
0: well, that's pretty much what we are developing here in Australia at the moment, Jade. If we to sign up to play for Fremantle, we have to actually go through a a portal that is linked to Hockey Australia, so they have direct contact details and access to everybody that's registered to play.
2: Yeah, I can I can see how that would be a good thing, um, but also. On the other hand, it's like, "Is it needed? Something that's needed." So things like for marketing and things like that, it would be great that England or any national association can contact the hockey players. Because um, right, we're looking at the, the the pro league at the moment. It's like a lot of the games are playing in half-empty stadiums. um, If that and having that access to every hockey player in the country, pushing something out, there's going to be a bit more interest, or hopefully, it'll drive a bit more interest into marketing and things like that. But also having that database of exactly how many people play hockey and how big the sport is, um, would be a good thing, especially for funding and things like that for, for the wider, um, the wider stance and, and trying to get funding. You can be like, well, actually, this is the amount of people that play hockey in the country rather than trying to take a guess and a random stab in the dark of how many people think play hockey.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting one. I, you know, I don't like the sort of the totalitarian regime angle on it, but I, but it is essential to be able to sell the sport and to be able to record those numbers properly so you can go to sponsors and go this is accurate, this is how many people are playing the game here
2: Yeah, exactly um, and see sponsors we need sponsors in the game at the moment um, it's from, from everywhere, from the, the FIH all the way down Is that we're not there's not money in the sport that the sport deserves really so it's not in a in, in my opinion a great financial place. Um it's not a, a bankrupt sport, but it's a sport that should be having a bit more money into the game um from sponsors. And when you got the FA to looking at our look at the pro league, the flagship tournament of the uh. <laughs> of the hockey world, um without a headline sponsor. So they've had quite a long quite a long amount of time to, to try and find a headline sponsor for this and still haven't done it. it, it does get to question what's going on and, and why. Yes, lots of why,
1: why, why, and one more question is why? Why haven't you got off your backside, ladies and gentlemen, and got onto Patreon and followed and, and supported Hockey World News? And you can do that and get episode forty. <laughs> Apart from the the magazine, no Jade, you're pretty active on the socials. Where can people find you, and on what platforms? Uh,
2: so we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook um, as Hockey World News. Um, so we've got quite a good follow on there. On Facebook, also got a Facebook group of the Hockey Hub by Hockey World News um and have lots of conversations going on about things in in the hockey world from from people posting about something that happened in their game and asking different ideas and things why that certain things were blown or what happened in this um instance to talking about the pro league and and the way things are at the moment and what can change in in hockey um and a big conversation i've had recently but it's about the star wars um and obviously the way that's working and actually how incredible Wild style was.
1: Well, you just keep on listening to the show, folks, and you'll hear mine and John's <laughs> opinion on it coming up very soon. Well, the ho- the ho- that was the hockey, hockey, hockey Pub, was it? Hockey Pub? Did you say the Hockey uh, Pub?
2: Hockey, oh. hockey
1: Hub. Oh, no, uh, the well, hub. I'm, not, I'm not going anywhere near it then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, game. the Hockey
2: Hub by Hockey Road News.
1: Keep an eye out for it. folks. I think jade thank you so much for joining us he's probably the only thing here, he is he's not on scored yet i don't think
0: i'm on scored
1: <laughs> jade thanks for joining us mate we'll i've ca- got you. We'll, we'll got up to get on scored <laughs> we'll catch you no soon, way to Top. take care guys hello i'm nick Irvin, and you're
2: listening to the reverse stick the global hockey podcast
0: You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and that was Jade Bloomfield, the editor's head honcho-in-chief of Hockey World News.
1: Sure, that's not exactly what's written on the inside cover, but it's close enough. Yeah, it is. Just just hearing Nick there, though, uh, he's been in the hot seat in Stockholm. Has he? Flying solo last weekend, so it was great to get some good hockey knowledge behind the mic. It's a tough gig, as we know, with just one person doing it, whoever's doing it. It would be nice if someone was next to him, but it was just nice to get somebody who can pronounce the players' names uh, well. Uh, which which? Comp- Q, Q, Marder, Q Marder and Boone. Come on, guys. Uh,
0: which competition was he? Um, Pro League. It, well, was it the Hockey FIH Pro League, or was it the, the Hockey
1: well, we know. Pro League
0: well. FIH, or was it the, the Pro League Hockey FIH yeah, there's, or there's what, been which a
1: competition? There's been it? a bit of different information coming out from some of the commentators and what the competition's actually called. And of course, we all know it is the FIH Pro League. FIH are sponsoring the competition. I did think, though, perhaps they could, uh, take on a cause for the sponsorship. Maybe the, uh, the FIH, uh, Climate Change Pro League. <laughs> huh? Oh, Just yeah. to boost awareness of climate change and the issues around it. Yeah. Not a bad idea, maybe. I
0: think there might be some um, contradictions that the F.I.H. will find hard to pass off if they
1: went down that route. Mm. But anyway, uh,
0: where are we going? Let's well, let's oh, while, do- we're,
1: while we're on the F.I.H., because there, there were comments. Well, we've we've had the Hockey Stars Awards, which we'll get on to, but the production levels and the delivery of the Hockey Stars Awards this year was very different to how we've seen it in the past.
0: Well, yeah, it was. Let's get to the awards first because okay. I want to say something about that. So. um do we have, like, a rim shot thing we can play when you announce them? Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll just go through the effects we do have on this wonderful road pod thing, which is brilliant. Uh, how's this?
1: Oh, damn it. You've got to turn, the, uh, got to turn
0: it up. Hey. You turned uh, up. Uh, no, go. that's oh, not that's quite not, right. No, no it? it's
1: working. Oh, no, rim shot's the one up above. Isn't it? Oh, no. Isn't there a t- uh,
0: I thought there was, but we'll just have to go
1: with... And do you know what? I'm not even going to look at a screen to tell you who all the winners were, John. Really? No. Are you they're, just going to. They're, lo- they're logged. Well, you know how.
0: I know, because uh, we logged. picked them. We picked them,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's the, been a
0: lot of controversy about the format. Yeah, well, all these,
1: well, what makes me laugh is all this talk about, oh, the percentages of this person voted for them and with the National Association, <laughs> I made up all oh, of those you, numbers. You, you did. Add, add them up, folks, it's not 100% on, on any of them. See,
0: that's part of the reason the FIH sent me a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, and
1: I get, I get the cheese in the cuckoo clocks. That's right.
0: Yeah. Um, so if you need to blame anybody, blame
1: Matt. So, yeah, I'll I'll take you to the Do you want to go young players first? Because they were the ones that were announced first. So um, for uh, the young player of, uh, sorry, the Rising Star Award, that's an under-23 player. For males or boys, depends how old they are, Vivek Prasad (laughs) of India. And for the women, Laramziani. Of India, Who? Never heard of her. She can't be any good if you've never heard of her, can she? Uh, the coach of the year, Colin Batch of Australia for the men and Alison Annan of the Netherlands and Australia for the women. Very successful coach. I'm going to stop them that. Do stop, do please. Um, the goalkeepers of the year, Rachel Lynch yeah, of Australia, Australia and Vincent Van Asch of Belgium. And finally, the FIH... Hockey Stars Awards, Players of the Year, Manfred Singh of India and Eva de Hoerder of the Netherlands. Congratulations to all. Um, But, yeah, I'll just put with it, just because you haven't seen them play doesn't mean that they're not a good player.
0: No, and let, let's go rising stars. A little, okay, where do we start this whole conversation? Well, the, com- the, the, com- the
1: controversy is. Well, I, I think there's a fair bit sort of trench within racism that there's. Oh. Well, I do, and and, and uh, it's it's all points towards oh, all these awards going to India. Oh, that's because they've bought everything within the game, and whether that's true or not, we know that has not influenced the the voting and the results because we made it made them up. That's right. We picked them. Um, it, and we didn't get paid a red cent by Hockey India. No, I got a box. It. Oh, not by Hockey India. We haven't. No,
0: I'm expecting that box of chocolate, though.
1: Well, I want the new Honda bike, not hero. The, the Hero. Yeah, yeah. Look
0: seriously, though, it's obvious that fans and watchers feel that the system is flawed um, for the voting. It's seen as a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, which well, this degree, is why that when you ask for votes in a public vote, that's what you're going to get end up with. But I this mean, is why
1: FIH have also have a different value on the the level of your vote, whether you be media or players, coaches, no, like and, and you don't like that.
0: No, not at all. If you're having a vote, every vote should count the same. Well, as I you. Mean, otherwise don't don't have a vote.
1: Yeah. Um, but none of those none, none of those votes matter at all if you get enough people voting in the third category, the, gem, the general votes, does it?
0: Yeah. um It's funny how it works out. It's probably... You know, it's another one of these things that has been made terribly complex without the need to make it terribly complex. Did you vote? I, no. no. But I, I might... I did. I, I voted. We've, we've talked about this on the show and why I don't vote in this particular competition. And, look, one of the most disappointing things for mine is when these when these winners are announced it doesn't matter what format you use to decide the name you are going to read out it it, it in all sport the same thing happens is that some people aren't going to take it well okay now perhaps people have some sort of um reason, genuine reason to not particularly like the way that these winners are chosen but the winners don't choose themselves no no and um, I think sometimes some of the comment has been very disrespectful op- upon these players. Now the young Indian girl, Laura Sami,
1: That
0: thats the one. Um, I've only, I've seen her play a couple of times. She hasn't. What's the word? For, she hasn't had great coverage because the Indian women's team hasn't had great coverage. Well, that's it. They're unfair. not. They're not. They're not playing. They're not. They're not, they're not enough.
1: playing pro league, and in the international test matches they're playing in the places like Japan, yeah. you can't get your eyes on it.
0: And and the I wonder the games that have been shown. How many people bothered to watch them anyway? And now she's a little jet of a player. Mm-hmm. Is she the best young player under 23 in the world? Well, that's always going to be debatable. Regardless of how you came to that conclusion, it would be debatable. Yeah. But she's certainly a very good player. And as I like, I think to someone the other day, I likened her a bit to Gigi Oliver. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's got that little buzz about her. She want, she loves a contest. I mean, let's be saying so like there's,
1: there's, there's no crabs in the nominees, is there? Oh, no. <laughs>
0: No, definitely They're
1: not. all high-quality hockey players. And uh, look, if if the the person you voted for didn't win, too bad, so oh, sad.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you want to have arguments about they should change the way of, of the voting is done and all those sorts of things, go for it by all means. I don't think it's a very good system for doing it. Let's have that conversation. But I think we should leave those that were lucky enough to win, leave them alone. Leave them out of it. Yeah. Um, two different conversations. The one I always find interesting is the, the Coach of the Year Award. Um, and congratulations to both Colin and Alison Annen, for, for winning those particular awards. Coach of the number one ranked team at the, end of the fir- uh, at the end of the year. Now, to mind, I'm happy, even though I see the flaws in that being the way to decide it, if that's the way they were to go. If they just said, right, Coach of the Year is always going to be the coach of the number one ranked team.
2: And then, I, I, then, I, then you start no, thinking well, you about might, all
0: the problems that you get yeah, that can you, come you, along with yeah, that. yeah,
1: you could have a coach who's, who takes on a team in ra- ranked ninth in the world and suddenly they find themselves by virtue of a great Olympics, let's say, up to third or fourth in the world. Yeah. And then you, 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 could, you could argue that that coach would be more deserving than the coach of the number one team because it's the progress made through the, the the voting period. And, and
0: you could then argue it's harder to keep a team at number one <laughs> to get <there. laughs> Well, I'm not going to argue that It's going to be a short other, show this what week. Do you, what do you do about um, uh, uh, a man who coaches a women's team and that team finishes number one? Do you give the women's coach of the year to a man? We've had that conversation
1: about yeah. Karen Brown receiving it whilst assistant coach. Yeah, to a man coaching yeah. a women's team. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I thought that was a huge anomaly that shouldn't be allowed to happen again. So it just goes back to this whole point about whichever way you want to decide it, it's going to be problematic. Yeah. I, but if you went for the coach of the year, just it's the number one team, if that's just it, that's just it, and everybody knows where they stand, and there's no argument about it because you know that's, that's what it is. Yeah, Um. Yeah, that's my thoughts.
1: I uh, I did pop a tweet out after the announcement of Ava De Herder winning the female Player of the Year Award. Um, I don't think everybody quite gets our humour, John. Um, Maybe maybe I didn't make it very clear in the the post that I put out. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter uh, to check out at at The Reverse Stick, also on Instagram and Facebook. We're on all the socials.
0: I don't think you've got much chance of starting a comedian career in Holland.
1: (laughs) I think you might struggle The tweet goes... This is outrageous. Never heard of her. I'm sure she's a good player and well done. But seriously, we never watch Dutch hockey, so I can't understand why it's been awarded. Hashtag Hockey Stars Award. Hashtag Field Hockey. Hashtag Typical. Hashtag Can't Watch Everything. Um, Thanks, Arden Street Angel, for trying to uh, mediate a little bit between some, some folks that perhaps didn't White, get the well, joke. That, that he, was, said, he said, "I may have misread it, but I thought the boys were being a touch tongue in cheek with their original tweet." That was no in, shit, Sherlock.
0: That was in response to other tweets that appeared saying, "Oh, why does this person get it? I've never seen them play. Who are they?" Yeah, and those tweets were out there. Yeah, well, yeah,
1: yeah. from former, more, former international yeah. players. Get your
0: eyes on more hockey, then, champ. Yeah, we've seen it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, that's the thoughts on that. We've uh, we've got ten minutes, and I've got to get out of here. So, what else do you want to talk about?
0: Um, this. Oh, that's actually quite appropriate, mate. Go on. Matt. Um, what the hell is happening at the FIH, my friend?
1: Uh, they've they well they slimlined streamlined operations towards the end of last year, and nine nine people uh, made redundant or left the organisation. It was December, yeah. Um, uh, look, to to that was obviously to refocus.
0: Congress this year. Guess where it's going to be.
1: Well, I don't have to guess because I know. <laughs> Do
0: you reckon they're going to stay at Alalut?
1: They'll be staying at Lalit, and it'll be in Delhi yep. probably.
0: Okay. Because this is a very crucial few months coming up for hockey before the next Congress. Because the sport has some real, real issues that it's got to face. And um, it's about time that some moves were made to um, facilitate change within the sport that needs to occur. Now, there's the sacked 9 staff, but now we're hearing that they're going to be paying bonuses to the staff that remain. Bonuses in range of four, two to forty thousand. Now I'm not sure if it's euros, dollars, pounds. It could be Weimar Republic Deutschmarks. It would still be too much. Okay, <laughs> um, who who at the F.I.H. would get a forty thousand?
1: Well, Euro I, bonus. Well, the only thing I would say is that board members, you know who you are, you need to seriously look at the KPIs. You no, really, honestly, you really, really do. Uh,
0: no one there should be paid a bonus at this stage. Um,
1: well, it can't be. For, it can't be for for coming up with the idea of the pro league because most of those people have left.
0: Well, where's Ricky? What's Ricky doing? Because Ricky, where's the pro league naming rights sponsor? We've I mean, got it, we've got it. It's called it's FIH. It, remember, the last CEO lost Brought his job. Brought to you by job. climate change. The last CEO lost his job because yeah. he couldn't get one. Couldn't Before be sure. the Pro League had started, yeah. we're now halfway, we're well, getting near halfway through League 2 or Year 2, and
1: there's still no naming right. What are these people doing? Seriously, mate. Now, But, John, John it's a family sport. We don't need over-commercialisation in this sport because it's a family sport and it's about oh. the hockey family.
0: Well, guess what? Let's put the CEO on a new remuneration package and I'll get my mum to cook him some salmon patties once a week. How's that sound? That, we'll so pay ho- him in mum's <laughs> salmon patties. That's horrible. That's what volunteers and family clubs do, mate. No, she makes real good salmon patties. Say, yeah, well, yeah, they're great. Um, but... I'm not eating the oh, salon patties. It's getting frustrating. Now, what's happening with the Hockey Foundation? Ah. <laughs> what's happening to the Hockey Foundation? Because I'm led to believe the CEO was given up. Literally didn't leave but was told to leave and that it's now being run by Dr. Batra.
1: Well, it was always something... I'm you putting could, it out there. It's always something you could buy your way into anyway, wasn't it? The Hockey
0: Foundation. Yeah. Well, can you find its website?
1: No, no. It's very hard to find out any information on it. And I know with a bit of digging into... Uh, the um uh, the history of it and the um you know where you can find all the correct records and things on it it's a little hard to discover it's pretty yeah, you find isn't it's it? no, but there's there's a there's a page explaining it on the FIH website
0: okay well there's obviously issues going on there and that's a real problem I, we've got the pro league teetering and toss from one stuff up to the next admittedly not all from Caused by the FIH, but poorly handled
1: by them in the situation.
0: Um, you know, we, we've got umpires who aren't being paid.
1: Oh, talk about um, poorly handled. I knew I knew that Manpreet had um, one player, of the world well player of the year, three <laughs> days beforehand. I know. Well, it was tweeted the by the sports. It was tweeted by the sports minister in India. Yeah. Talk about keeping it under your hat. Three days embargoed. Oh, it right. didn't take long for him to delete it,
0: though, did it? No, but we had the screenshots from four different people by then. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it when it came out. Did you? Yeah, and I didn't. It didn't twig for sorry, me. So I got inside. I didn't mean to thing. jump in there. You carry on. Um, where were we going? Uh, what was it talking about? Let's oh yeah, quickly. the umpires. They haven't been paid for the pro league,
1: right? Okay,
0: now they are essentially volunteers. Yeah, well, they're they giving are. up their time when they could be at work earning money to do it, and getting paid whatever their per diem is. Um, how can you pay bonuses when you can't pay umpires Mm. Um, there's there's a whole host of issues going on and that needs to be sorted and pressure needs to be placed on the FIH to come clean and not only come clean, open its books Um, uh, the doctor has to go, frankly get onto your national associations and tell them that you do not want Dr. Batcher leading the sport anymore and if they vote for him you're going to I don't know what you can do. But just voice your disapproval
1: at what's going on in hockey. Stop paying your fees.
0: Well, you can't do that because then they stop you playing. Mm. And, you know, uh, but there's got to be some grassroots, there's got to be some groundswell where the the people who run the game um, are made to stand up and listen to what is we need as a sport. And they're not doing it. They're sloshing around just pretending that they're in the Olympics. The IOC. Uh, it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's honestly heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, you've been wound up by another story with the IOC and uh, oh. bail money paid in, in Rio and all that sort of stuff. Oh, we've got one in, in Australia
0: at the moment talking about
1: uh, the Australian Institute of Sport. It used to be one of the most highly
0: recognised sporting organisations in the world. Yeah, and, then all, and the co- then, turned,
1: all the, then all the coaches went to England.
0: Well, it's turned into just a bureaucracy that doles out money in a whim. Yeah. And it's just a disgrace. That it's been allowed to get to that stage, and if we're not careful, hockey will be in a very similar situation very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. Do just voice your disapproval. Send a tweet. Send an email. Um, and remember, folks, that board members are financially liable. Okay, in most countries in the world, the way these boards, etc., and blah blah, these board members are financially liable. Certainly, the FIH Executive Board under um, Swiss law would be financially liable. Yeah. Okay, so these people have have got to start to be held accountable for the decisions that they make instead of just turning around saying at the end of the year, oh, we're going to add another $5 to your registration fee to cover the (laughs) loss that we allowed to happen. That is just wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm going to have to walk out the door any second now. Okay. Three little quick things from me. Half-court press, um, Tao's... I've got the podcast version out there now. I think he's on to episode number four, which is all about the Jaffa Super super Sixes and the interviews that he gathered there. Some Some really great work. Check out Half Court Press on the podcast. Sam Ward back out on the field this weekend for Old Georgians versus Boyhood Club. Beeston in the Investec Premier League. All those games in England, uh, the top flight back underway this weekend. So get down and uh, support your local club. Watch your ones if you're over there. Uh, Pro League. The graphics for every single game, you know what those two little green triangles are down on the bottom of the the screen? Yeah. They're not green cards, John. They're referrals. If you're going to have something to signify referrals, don't make it the colour and the shape of something else we already have in our game. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, God, we'll put little yellow little yellow dots down there as well and some little red squares next to it bloody <coughs> idiots just change that please
0: good rant mate enjoy the bus trip
1: yeah well uh, look, guys uh, thanks to our Patreon sub- subscribers thanks for your ongoing support if you'd like us help us out on producing our hockey podcast endeavours please go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick hockey world news read it it's a gas